is Jimmy Scroggins, and I'm the lead pastor of Family Church in South Florida. Welcome to the Church for the Rest of Us podcast. On our podcast, we're committed to giving you scalable ideas that you can use with the resources you have right now at your church. So welcome to Church for the Rest of Us. Hey, welcome back to Church for the Rest of Us. Jimmy Scroggins here with my co-host, Leslie Bennett, and we are picking up where we left off last episode, talking about creating a healthy staff culture. That's right. Last episode, we talked about creating the culture. In this episode, we're going to talk about becoming culture carriers. And I just want to remind our listeners that the material for this season's podcast is taken from some of the highest attended workshops at this year's Church for the Rest of Us conference. And these two guys that are presenting today knocked it out of the park with their presentation on infusing vision, mission, and core values into our church culture here at Family Church. And they do this so well here. And I hope that they can teach people who are listening right now at churches from every size how to be culture carriers and how to develop culture carriers in their own churches. Now, we've learned at Family Church that a healthy culture helps us move our vision and our mission forward. And Pastor Tyler and Pastor Winter are great at this. So Pastor Tyler, Pastor Winter, what do you have for our listeners today? Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. My name is Tyler Core, and I'm joined by my friend, Pastor Winter Ullman. And Pastor Winter is the campus pastor at uh, Lake Park, Family Church Lake Park, one of our newest campuses, and doing an amazing job there. Pastor Winter, you've been at Family Church for, for quite a while, over a decade. You grew up in South Florida, joined the Family Church staff in 2012. You are a graduate of the Family Church Residency. You've been a worship pastor at three different campuses, helped start several different churches with us. And then about a year ago in July of 2022, transitioned to become the campus pastor at Lake Park. And it's amazing to see God just uh, pouring out his spirit on your campus and using your leadership there. It's one of the most exciting things happening at Family Church right now. And I have the privilege of serving at our uh, Palm Beach Gardens campus as the campus pastor. And I've been here for about five years uh, at Family Church prior to being at Palm Beach Gardens. I served at our downtown campus and helped oversee our sixth grade through college ministry uh, across our network and family of churches. But absolutely love what I get to do and uh, being a part of Family Church. I tell you, it's funny, Winter. I think I think we were picked to have this topic about being a culture carrier because we're two of the newest campus pastors on staff. That's right. And so we're kind of uh, being baptized by fire right now as we're uh, learning in our own context what it means to actually be a culture carrier. You in a church that's really brand new, got two different kind of congregations that are now uh, strate- having a strategic partnership and are becoming one and establishing this new family church DNA. So you've got a leadership challenge there. And then Family Church Gardens has been around for, for close to a decade and uh, in a pretty established church, but still the work of developing culture and building culture never actually ends. And so I'm excited to have a conversation today about becoming a culture carrier. You know, strong organizations have strong culture and strong organizations have a clear vision. I think clarity is one of the best things that we can give to our church members and to our staff. And when we're clear, we're, we're kind. And so strong organizations actually have clear vision, have a clear mission, and have clear core values. And I'll tell you, that's one of the things I love about being a pastor and quite frankly, just a church member at Family Church is there is 
no doubt about what we're trying to accomplish and the way we're trying to accomplish it. It makes it incredibly clear. Our vision, mission, core values are are constantly at the front of what we're doing. And so we want to keep that in front of our people. I came across this quote recently that I liked by Brian Chesky, who's the co-founder and CEO of Airbnb. He said, culture is simply a shared way of doing something with a passion. And I, I like that a lot. Because we have a shared way at Family Church that we're trying to bring the gospel to every person in South Florida. And no matter where your church context is, uh, you have a culture and you have your own way of doing things and your own things that you're trying to accomplish. But the truth is you have a diverse group of people in your church that have different backgrounds and different beliefs and different ways of doing things. And when we talk about building culture and being a culture carrier, we're really talking about aligning everyone to accomplish the the vision, the same vision and the same mission in the same way. So you're talking about organizing and galvanizing people toward a common objective. So Ephesians 4, 3 says, be eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. And so we want to have unity, of course, around the gospel, but we also want to have unity around how we're going to go about fulfilling the Great Commission in our area and in our context. So, Pastor Winter, uh, tell us a little bit about what it means when we talk about having family church culture. Let's give the listeners a clear understanding about what family church culture is. Yeah. So, for us here at family church culture, as family church, when we're talking about culture, Largely, we're talking about our vision, we're talking about our mission, and we're talking about our core values. And just to give those to you, uh, for us here at Family Church, our vision is taking the gospel to every person in every neighborhood in South Florida. Our mission is building families by helping them discover and pursue God's design. And our core values are three for us. That's teach the Bible, it's build families, and it's love our neighbors. And so that gives us some clarity. It helps us know what, but also the why of what we're doing. Like, why are we doing what we're doing? And that's where we largely get that from. And I've heard it said this way, uh, people will work for a what, but they will give their lives for a why. Mm. And so we want to be clear on our what, but we also want to be clear on the why. But I've also heard uh, it said that God's church doesn't have a mission. Uh, God's mission has a church. And what they're Mm. talking about when they're saying that usually is referring to the Great Commission. And so the Great Commission is given to us by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so the Great Commission is largely what every church is called to fulfill. We're all called to uh, fulfill the Great Commission. But maybe you could see this as an image of maybe like a funnel. And the Great Commission would be like the bottle. But for us here, at Family Church, our funnel is our vision, our mission, and our core values. And the liquid that's going into that is our people. And so we're trying to help our people uh, look through uh, our vision, our mission, and our core values so that we here at Family Church in South Florida, we can fulfill the great commission. And so uh, one question we might ask our listeners is, uh, do you know your vision and your mission and your core values? Uh, do you have some? Do you have them established? Uh, does your staff know them or do your key, vol- your key volunteers know them? And it might be a good for you to get a feel for how well that aspect of your culture is being spread amongst your staff or amongst your, your key volunteers. Now, uh, Pastor Tyler, I had a question for you. So uh, since assuming the campus pastor role at Family Church Gardens, uh, what has been a challenge to infusing healthy culture, either amongst your staff or amongst your congregation? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's a good question. You you get in, you kind of take inventory about uh, where the church is and its current life cycle and and growth. And when I I got to gardens, I started looking around and realized, you know, this is a church that has essentially grown from 
you know, 150 uh, all the way up to, you know, close to around 1100 now on a Sunday and our facilities that that's really maxed out for as much as we can, we can grow. And so what can we do? Well, we can leverage our buildings more during the week. So we actually have four different languages meeting at Palm beach gardens that's at family fantastic. church right now, which I love. So it's, it's the facilities are being used during the week. So we're maximizing what God has given us. And so what does that mean? Well, that means the next best way that we can grow is by multiplication. And so at this current kind of part of Family Church Garden's growth, I was realizing we needed to transition our culture to be more of a leadership development and sending culture. Mm -hmm. It's time to grow by multiplication now. So if we're going to start 100 churches in South Florida, then uh, Family Church Gardens can play a great part in that by helping raise up and develop some new leaders and then sending them off. But that's really hard and scary when you've worked so hard to cultivate a right. church that loves each other and it feels like family when you show up, but it's important to build into the the DNA of our culture that we need to become a sending church. We need to become a church that is filled with what they call gospel goodbyes. That's right. And so I think that's one of the things that we can be most proud of. I heard J.D. Greer talk about recently how we're really good about uh, talking about this in terms of finances. If you give your, give your finances away, God will bless and God will multiply. Well, the people work the same way. When you send your people off and you give them and send them out for the work of God, God's going to allow new leaders to step up right. and to fill that gap that was created. And then you know, you're going to have multiplication on both sides. And so that was something that I started paying real close attention to when I got to, to gardens is, you know, it's time for us to make sure we're being very intentional about developing a sending culture into our church. What, what about you guys at Lake Park? What, what's been uh, something you've been keeping your eye on? Well, one thing I did not anticipate, and I should have anticipated because someone told me this, but I didn't think it was going to happen as much as it did, is people will ask you, a lot of questions about, hey, can we do this, that, and the other? <laughs> and so one thing that we have had to learn, and myself in particular as uh, one of the leaders there, is having to learn when to say no uh, and saying no to a lot of things to say yes to the best things. Now, for us, that's um, actually easy because of the fact that we have clarity on our vision and our mission and our core values. And so, for instance, um, uh, we would love, absolutely love to be a wedding and funeral central for everyone who wants to use our building. Mm -hmm. um, but that's uh, moving us away from what our vision and our, and our mission and our core values is. Now, hear me. I would love to do as many weddings as we can. And if there's, those are people who are in our church, uh, we would love to do that because we're, we're not really in the, uh, the wedding business. We're in the marriage business because we're here to, to build families. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we have to think through what are those things that we're going to have to say no to so that we can say yes to some of the, to some of the best things. Now, another question here is uh, how have you been infusing vision and mission and core values into your congregation? One of the things I've been trying to be very intentional about is signage. I'm a big believer in signage. So letting it be all over the walls. We got Mallory here in the recording studio with us. She's a member at Gardens. She's seen it going up all over the place. I want people to basically not be able to go anywhere on our campus without seeing something that is just spilling who we are as a church. So we've got verbiage and we've got pictures and we've got uh, core values and vision and mission and leadership principles principles. It's everywhere, depending on where you go. And so I want to keep building that in. So signage is is incredibly important uh, to me because it's just constant reminders about what's important to us. 
Uh, and then common language from the platform has been the other thing. So not only are they seeing it, I also want them to hear it repeated over and over and over again. And then I also try to be really intentional in staff meetings about building that in. I want our staff to see that we're authentic about uh, about being who Family Church is asking us to be and valuing what Family Church wants us to value. And and so we want to be a sending church. We want to be a church that's raising up leaders and developing people. We want to be a church that's helping helping other churches. What about you? How have you been infusing vision into uh, Lake Park? That's great. And it, even just commenting on what you just said that, you know, one of the things that we've been talking about even this year was just to to live to bless. Yeah. Live to bless. So it's not just about, hey, well, we've got this budget. How about we uh, renovate and make everything five stars here? But how can we live to bless others? And so I think that's that's fantastic for us at uh, Family Church Lake Park being new. One of the things that uh, we had to get off the ground was groups. And for us, we wanted to have some very clear understanding of what our groups are going to be about. And so we didn't have to reinvent the wheel. Our groups are about teaching the Bible, building families and loving our neighbors. And so that's the goal for our groups. What are we going to do? We're going to come together and we're going to be a family to each other, right? We're going to build this family as, as a group, but we're going to teach the Bible. We're going to learn the Bible together. And then we're going to seek to be uh, people who love the, the neighbors that are around us. And so uh, we didn't have to create something new. It was already there. Let's think about our core values. Let's think about our vision, our mission, and how can we infuse that into something new that is starting? So that's us at uh, Family Church Lake Park. And Pastor Tyler, what's a story of how you've seen the culture playing out in your congregation? You have a story like that? I do. It's funny. You know, a few weeks ago, I had a guy come up to me. He's uh, got five kids. He's professional, accomplished man, busy. And he's just so excited about what God's doing at Family Church. And every time he sees us open a new campus and he hears stories about how we're sending, you know, new leaders like yourself, uh, people that have been developed and trained and and launched out. He literally came up to me and he was saying, I just see all these other people go and start these new campuses. And I just want to be I want to do that. He's like, I can't wait till we launch. You know, we're going to launch Westlake in right. uh, in uh, around hopefully hopefully two years. Mm-hmm. And he lives in the Westlake community. And he told me, I can't wait for you to build Westlake and to start that church just because I can't wait to be like that really committed church member yeah. that's all in, you know, making that happen. And I was like, that is a guy right there who's buying in to the type of culture that we're, we're trying to create. He's not just an observer. He's somebody who's going to help establish. And so in my mind, I'm thinking this guy needs to look at residency. That's we right. like to launch this guy as one of the pastors of the, of that church. Yeah. And so that was a big, uh, I went back and told our staff about that. We are high fiving because this is clearly a guy who's getting it. He's getting it. Yeah. Culture. What about you? Any, any good stories? Man, so we uh, we we launched our church a little bit ago, but before we launched our church, I remember uh, telling our launch team uh, about the fact that we were going to, uh, even before we were launching Lake Park, we were saying, you know what? we're eventually going to help launch another church. And instead of our launch team being like, wait, what are, what are we talking about? They were excited about it. And they started thinking about wh- wh- where could we plant another church even before we launched <laughs> Family Church Lake Park. And so I think that goes uh, to show really the culture that we have here at uh, Family Church is that we're not just about uh, starting the one congregation, but we're about multiplication. We're about taking that gospel to every neighborhood in South Florida that we possibly that we possibly can. Now, uh, we've talked about the what and the why of culture. Now, how about we talk about the how? 
Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of practical things that we could discuss here. So we'll just, we'll just name a few. You know, I, I heard somebody say one time that we need to be, especially as campus pastors, we need to be an extension of our lead pastor, not an alternative. Mm-hmm. And that was a really helpful way for me to think about my role and what I'm trying to do. But I think that's true. Even if you're at a single site church, if you just happen to be the student pastor or the kids pastor or the executive pastor, the tension sometimes can be that you want to be the hero or you want to be the man. And I joke with people all the time that if you've got a big ego, you're not going to last at family church right. because this is not a place where you're going to build up this massive following. Cause that's not the goal. The goal is to send out and to multiply and to raise up new people. And so my job is not to create my own kingdom. Uh, my job is to, to be an extension of uh, our lead pastor to our church. And so I heard somebody talk recently is my friend, Pastor Ryan McDermott, and he talked about five different aspects of building culture that I thought was really helpful. And it gave me a good framework for how to think about these things. He says, when it comes to building culture, you've got to define it, model it, teach it, measure it, and celebrate it. Those are the five aspects. So define it. So can you actually, can you actually put it on the wall, what you're trying to do? You've got to write it down. Uh, especially in a multi-site organization, that's really important because once you add uh, time and space from uh, kind of wh- whoever the key leader is, then it begins to get diluted that's really right. quick. And yeah. so you've got to be able to write it down. So you got to define it. Then you have to model it. So in one sense, you don't just create culture. You have to be culture. Mm-hmm. So as the leader, if you want to be a culture carrier, you have to be exactly that, a culture carrier. You've got to be the person who is most excited about the vision, about the mission, about the core values. And you've got to hold people and hold yourself accountable to that. So define it, model it, teach it. Mm-hmm. You got to teach it to your people, teach it to your staff, let it drip from the platform, put it on the walls, make sure it's it's everywhere. It's got to be part of your language. Find a way to measure it. Hey, how are we doing along these lines? Whether that's through, you know, surveys or what other way, whatever other ways you can come up with measuring to see how you're doing. And then lastly, maybe the biggest one, celebrate it. Because we all know whatever you celebrate is what gets what gets repeated. Uh, and so this is something that you got to constantly be celebrating and making a big deal of. Uh, so when we send somebody out, when we start a new church, when we send pastors out, we raise up new leaders and launch them to go do amazing things. It is a party. It's a celebration. And I'll say this, you know, building culture takes time, it takes time. So you do have to be patient, especially if you're a new pastor, especially if you're, you know, like myself, maybe you're a younger pastor. Oftentimes you can come in guns blazing with your hair on fire, wanting to create change. And that's just not wise to do in most cases. Most of the time you want to take a learner's posture. You want to be humble. Uh, you want to shepherd the congregation well. You want to build the relational capital with people. And, and, and that's going to give you a lot, a lot more opportunity to build culture. Uh, so I'd say in the beginning, be really intentional about just modeling the type of culture that you're trying to create. And then, uh, of course, another you know, best practice would be something that I've already talked about a little bit, but we say drip in the vision from the streets to the seats. Mm -hmm. So put it everywhere as much as you can. Let people see it and feel it. Put it in your emails, say it in your sermons, put it on the bulletin, wherever you can. Make sure you've got consistent 
common language. And when you're just starting to get sick of it, then people are just starting to try to catch it. Actually, <laughs> they're just, just starting to make sense to people. And so put it on on repeat. So th- those are a couple of just practical kind of best practices for me when I think about what it means to be a culture carrier. What about for you? What comes to mind, Pastor Winter? No, that's good. I think on this podcast, uh, Pastor Jimmy has said culture is transmitted through leadership over time. And so we really have to uh, be patient with ourselves and understand that it's going to take time. And another thing we have to understand, and you, you alluded to this a little bit, but it's whatever is important gets repeated. Whatever is important gets repeated. And so if this is something that is important to to you as a leader in your church and something that's important to the culture that you're trying to establish, then you've got to repeat it. We've also talked about on this podcast, this idea of preaching to lead. I've heard someone say, uh, you know, that the pulpit drives the church. What are you saying? It's like what we when we're giving the word of God, we're trying to help move people in a, in a particular direction. Again, funneling people and getting them on that vision, that mission, those core values so that we can fulfill the great commission in our context. And so we got to put it on repeat. And, you know, a way that I like to say that, like, and you were talking about this, like when you're getting sick of it, that's when they're catching wind of it. Yeah. You know, as uh, you're getting sick man, of it, you that's said it better than me. Wind. I like that. <laughs> that's, that's all good. good. That's like all that. good. You know, and so for us right now, uh, a current example of something that we're trying to infuse in our culture is this idea of a, a bigger emphasis on prayer. A bigger emphasis on prayer. And so we're preaching on it. We did a series in First and Second Chronicles, right, that included prayer. Of course, you got First Timothy chapter 2, and we've talked about that in prayer. We've incorporated seven days of prayer into our church uh, life uh, twice a year, and we're thinking about different ways that we can add prayer. We're adding prayer more into our meetings. Uh, we just came out of a campus pastor meeting, and we spent a good amount of that time in prayer. Mm-hmm. Our staff chapels has a good amount of time in prayer, and so we're trying to uh, infuse that into our culture. Now, that doesn't, that's not going to happen in, in six months. It's not even just going to happen in a year. You have to continuously work at it, continuously work at it, keep repeating it, because culture is transmitted through leadership over time. Yeah, that's good. I think so. I'm reminded. I remember a staff retreat two years ago or so. I told a story about when Ashley and I bought our first house in Trussville, Alabama. We got a great deal on this house. It was beautiful, and we couldn't believe we got such a great deal. And one of the reasons we got a great deal is because about a hundred yards away from this house was a garbage dump. Oh boy. And you know, if the wind blew just right, mm. <laughs> you got a nice whiff of something. So that's that's probably why we got such a good deal on that house. But it was our first house and one of the big debates we had early on in our marriage was if we needed to pay to have our lawn treated to put some fertilizers in and things like that. And Ashley was like, no, we don't need, need we don't need to do that. It'll be okay. And I was like, are you sure? She's like, yeah. So we didn't. Well fast forward about two months later and guess what? Our lawn is completely taken over by weeds. Uh, It's just grown up everywhere. And so we kind of learned our lesson. But the truth is a strong culture, just like a yard or just like a lawn, it takes intentional time to cultivate it. Mm -hmm. It takes intentionality from you to take care of it, to watch over it. And the work is never done. You keep going and you keep uh, moving because you've got new people that are going to be coming into your church uh, and you're going to be growing as a leader. And so our encouragement to you is to keep at it. Don't grow weary in doing good. Continue to uh, continue to reach people for Christ and shape and build a culture of your church that's glorifying to God to do the best you can 
to accomplish your part of the Great Commission in your slice of uh, whatever context that God has given you. Know that Family Church loves you and we're for you. Pastor Winter, grateful to call you a friend, grateful to do ministry with you. It's been a fun conversation. It sure has. You know, a shift in culture is possible, friends, and with God's help, we're able to do this. And so it takes time, but you can do it. And we just want to say thank you for all of you um, taking the time to listen to us today. God bless you. I love that. And, you know, those two guys, they really live out what they talked about today. They do. Tyler and Winter embody our leadership principles so well. They do everything with excellence every time out. I learn something every time I'm around those guys, every time I hear them talk about doing things with excellence, and I'm sure that our listeners agree. So, look, listeners, I hope that you will join us next time when we come with a topic that most pastors and ministry leaders really don't like to think about. Uh, We have our business administrator and finance director presenting on how your church can survive a recession. I think you should listen because I think things are going to get tough in the economy pretty soon. Hey, it's going to be really good, so don't miss it. For now, I'm Jimmy Scroggins signing off for Leslie Bennett, Tyler Cord, Winter Omen. This has been Church for the Rest of Us. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. I'd love for you to check out FamilyChurchNetwork.com to chime in on our blog or follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Scroggins. We want to connect with you and learn from you because we're in this together. We're all learning from each other. We are church for the rest of us.